Coming to you from Raleigh, North Carolina, and across the sandy beaches of the Carolina coast, take warning, this is Kaniac Sessions. Kaniac Sessions. Providing you with in-depth coverage of your Carolina Hurricanes. And now, let's get on to the session with your hosts, Griff and A.B. Hello out there, Kaniac Nation. Thanks for joining us for Session 25 of Kaniac Sessions. I'm Griff. I'm A.B. And for the first time in a while, I feel like, A.B., we're back, just us two, rolling here on a session. Last session we did a huge collaboration. The one before that, actually, that one was you and I, wasn't it? Yeah, that was you and I, and then the yeah. one before was uh, Brandon from the warning tape. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know why I felt like it just hadn't been us for a long time, but it feels like the first time. Well, I wouldn't say that, but maybe it does. I don't know. Um, anyway, I'm glad to be back. Uh, glad to be recording today. Uh, today's Sunday, the 14th of January at recording. Last night was a nice 3 2 overtime win against Pittsburgh. Tomorrow afternoon is Hall of Fame night. Uh, where they're putting Justin Williams, number 14, into the Canes Hall of Fame. Uh, but first, before we get going, we're brought to you by DraftKings. As a member of THPN, that's the Hockey Podcast Network, go ahead and download DraftKings Sportsbook. You can do it on your phone. You can get it through the App Store of whatever device you use. Sign up, use promo code THPN when doing so, and score some bonus bets. We are also promotional partners with SeatGeek. Sign up for SeatGeek. Get you some tickets. First-time users can use promo code Kaniac Sessions. That's one word, no space between Kaniac and Sessions. And get $20 off your first purchase. It helps you. It helps us. And it helps SeatGeek. So, AB, uh, let's get going here. How, how you doing, brother? You doing all right? I'm doing good. Uh, I'll tell you what. Last night, I went to the game and then about gave me a heart attack. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I'm excited to get uh, to these, spoiler, midseason grades. But I'll talk about the game recap for a minute because last time we came to y'all uh, were two games after we released ours. Not this last session, but the session before. Carolina faced Anaheim and won six to three. Brady Shea started the scoring off with an assist from Seth Jarvis uh, and Jordan Stahl. Then 15 seconds later, Andre Svechnikov got his 10th of the season to make it two to nothing. Huge Second goal. period. Yeah, oh, yeah. Huge goal. Second period, Anaheim responded to make it two to one. Then Martin Nook scored. Give us a little bit of a lead but we would later give up two unanswered to tie the game at 3-3 until Stefan Nason and Jack Drury had two goals to put us up 5-3, and then in the third, Seth Jarvis scored, and the Canes took the W 6-3. Now, what did, what did you think about that game? Because the Canes looked on fire. The zone entries were great. The offense was really clicking. May have been some trouble on defense, but... What are your thoughts after that? I think they played uh I think they played 50 really good minutes. I thought I thought there was 10 minutes there in the beginning of the second period where 
um, you know, just was awful. Allowed Anaheim to get back into it. They scored all three of their goals uh, within the first 10 minutes of the second period. But, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, first period, we came out hot, even after having so many days off uh, before this game. I think it was four days. Um, they came out hot, two goals in the first period. And really, they could have – I think they could have pulled more out of that first period. There was a lot – there was a lot of uh, quality grade-A chances there early in the first that Gibson saved mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. or we just flat-out missed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, I mean, we could have we could have very easily come out of that period 3 nothing, 4 nothing to mm-hmm. be honest. And then, you know, but it, we didn't. Two goals, I mean, that's that's still a very good period. And then, you know, they Anaheim comes out in the second, ties it, and you just think to yourself, here we go again. You know, Anaheim, our Achilles heel, like, you know, we've all, we've, we've struggled with Anaheim over the past couple seasons, and we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't be. But for whatever reason, we do. And, you know, the, the Ducks were without Zegras. Uh, with the, uh, I believe it was what a broken ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, but you know, I'm glad that they, you know, stuck to it, figured it out, and got the six three win because, uh, man, <laughs> that's a total momentum killer if you drop that game. Yeah, so. and we'll talk about something that transpired uh, during the game. But let's yeah. move on to last night. Carolina defeated Pittsburgh three to two in a overtime win. Kane scored two in the first period from Brett Pesci, who got his second of the year, and Jordan Martinuk. Wasn't until the third period when Jake Getzel scored to cut the lead to one. Jari was pulled in the late minutes of the game, and right when public address announcer Wade Mentor said one minute in the period, they tied it two to two. However, in overtime. Brett Pesci scored the game winner for his second of the night to end it three to two. So he has three goals on the year. I will say this. Ronta looked like a 25 year old. (laughs) Ronta played exceptional and he robbed Crosby of probably a, a game winning goal. If they kept the pace that they had. Yeah. And Brett Pesci looked like Brett Pesci that we have known from last year uh one of the goals was eh, but the second goal in overtime was a killer the canes played a solid first period especially second period and third period i felt like they went off the gas and i went on after the game ended to the penguins collective again if you haven't checked them out i really recommend you do Solid guys, Josh and Louie. So we talked about that. And Pittsburgh's power play, they had so many chances, but they could not convert. And that's credit to our penalty kill. And I think Adam Gold put out a stat that with six minutes and 27 seconds in the second period towards when the second period ended, the Hurricanes Mm -hmm. were only at five on five for a minute and 20 something. Yeah. So Pittsburgh had plenty of chances to convert and their power play hasn't been very good. You look at Crosby, Getzel, Malkin, Carlson, and you know, they just couldn't convert. And I'm glad we got away with the win because the more points we can get, the better we'll be. So obviously New York is in the, 
the first position in the Metro, but what did you see out of that game that really stood out to you besides Auntie Ranta? Well, I didn't, uh, obviously I didn't make it to the arena, uh, last night for the game. I was, uh, we had a family activity that we were at, so I did not, by the time I got home and got the TV on to the game, um, it was the third period and I turned it on right before Gensel scored that goal to make mm-hmm. it two one. <laughs> so I thought I jinxed it. So like, I was like, maybe I should just turn this off, but I couldn't anyway. <laughs> so I was, <laughs> so I watched the end of the third and then overtime. Um, and then later on that night, I, uh, after everybody went to bed, I stayed up and, and watched the replay, but I just thought that, you know, I thought it was a, <clears throat> I thought it was two, two good teams going at it. Uh, Carolina's defense, their penalty kill, special teams continues to shine. Even though we didn't score, you know, we didn't score a power play goal last night, but, you know, you're not going to score a power play goal in every game. And I think we were on an eight-game power play goal streak uh, before we didn't score last night. So that ended at eight games. And that's, you know, that's already beyond anything imaginable. So um, I just thought – but I still thought the penalty kill was elite. Uh, it continues to to chug right along and and – give up very little mm-hmm. and i think that you know i think carolina is is turning into the team if not already that we expected them to be mm-hmm. i mean you know we talked about it we've talked about it several times you know there there was a joke that we had going where we were going to look at the team around new years and we were going to laugh at ourselves for questioning them and and while it may have been a little later than new years here we are january 14th and and uh they are becoming what they should be mm-hmm. and so you know that's that's good they've they've gotten it together they figured it out and they're rolling along now that has to continue um but you know this game I, I just i'm proud of the way you know even though you don't want to give up a point to, to pittsburgh you know division rival you know overtime has really haunted us the last several weeks Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be in overtime or the shootout and oh, just to see them, you know, just to see them really control the pace of overtime. Yeah. There was one point where Pittsburgh gains, gained possession and, and got a nice shot, but we were able to regain possession and, and limit their, um, you know, limit their pressure in the zone to control the pace and then skate it into our offensive zone. You know, Tara Vinen, just a masterclass, right? Skates the puck back out behind the blue line and then re-enters, kind of comes off to the right, shifts back to the left. You know, the backwards no-look pass to Pesci, who just buries it past Jari. Beautiful. I mean, that's exactly how you draw it up. So it was good to see that. Um, you know, and and the team is just, like I said, the team's rolling right along. Let's hope they continue to. There's one thing, though, that could pull this all off of the rails and that continues to be our goaltending situation you know it has been better of late Mm -hmm. but now like you talked about when we were going over anaheim Pyotr kochetkov who has been playing lights out over the past you know 9 10 11 games goes out with a head injury uh, he was made a save. Orlov, who who was the guy that hit him again? I don't remember his name. 
I can't remember. I think it was um I think I know who it was. Oh well, irrelevant. But yeah. Orlov was Orlov was trying to play defense on this guy skating in. Um the the Ducks player takes a shot. Orlov kind of is like kind of on his hip a little bit, kind of spins around him and you know, totally unintentional, but knocks the guy into Kachekov's head and just kind of spins him around. You know, Kachekov stands up and is helped off the ice. Uh, and then Ronto will come in in relief. So, you know, our already struggling situation. I won't say our goaltenders are struggling right now, but I will say as a team. Mm-hmm. The goaltending situation is very fragile. Yeah, now, so it was Isaac Lindstrom who okay, was Lindstrom. pushed in. That's right, that's right. But, yeah, so now our, our fragile goaltending situation uh, is dealing with some more adversity. But we don't know how long Kachekov is out. It's, you know, he's a concussion protocol. I mean, that could be a week, two weeks, three weeks. I mean, you just don't know. It's very – everything is very – um up in the air, I guess. Unless you're Andre Kasha, I'm sorry. Yeah, he remains in concussion protocol to this day. That's so, right. <laughs> it's not funny. No, but, it's not uh, funny. But it's not yeah, funny. You know, yeah. you know, my joke. My joke was funny. What about mine? I mean, our sorry, our joke was funny. That's right. That okay. Sorry, that's that's better. That's better. <clears throat> but so yeah, Kachetkov. Leaves the game. Uh, Ronta comes in, you know. So now we go back to Yanni Peretz as mm-hmm. a backup goaltender situation. <clears throat> he was on the bench last night uh, with Ronta getting the start, and I, when I was rewatching that game, I was, I was like, how did Ronta leave this game uninjured? I mean, mm-hmm. I felt like the whole night somebody was on top of this dude or running into this dude or whatever. So very, very nerve-wracking. Um, because I'll be honest, if we if Ronta goes down and they don't have a, a some, you know, another option, and you have to put Peretz on the ice, you still don't have a backup. And you know, I just don't know if Yanni Peretz is ready for a, I, I mean, I just don't know an NHL game. You know, I just don't know if he is. I mean, he's he's got a he's got a sub five hundred record in Norfolk in the ECHL. I mean, mm-hmm. is that going? Is you know what's that translate to in the NHL? I don't know, but we don't, don't want another Jack Lafontaine experiment. No, 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 no. But I mean, what are our options, AB? I mean, what do we? What options do we really have right now? I mean, nothing. Kachetkov <laughs> has been playing well. It's yet to be seen if when he comes back, if he's going to be able to to keep continue to play at that level. Last season, we saw him take a uh, a head injury after that amazing stretch he went on through November and December. Comes back and he was never the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would argue he was never the same until this current stretch that he's been on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, is you know, is that going to replicate or are we going to get him back and he's going to be shaken again? Or is he going to come out and be the Kachetkov that we've come to know over the last several weeks? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know, but I will say this. I know, and I know Ronta has had two starts since the two or three starts 
since coming back from uh, his stint in the uh, AHL in Chicago. But Ranta looks like he's back to himself. It looks like he plugged his controller back in and he is playing <laughs> like the goaltender that we know him to be. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's a good thing. But what are our options for some goaltender depth here? What do you think? Well, with Kochetkov out, which is a huge blow, and again, head injuries are a serious deal. So, you know, you need to look at where this team is at. And Auntie Ranta previously was sent down to the Chicago Wolves and, again, called back up. In the past couple of games, he's played stellar. But I will say during the Pittsburgh game, he looked like he was shaken up a couple times. Yeah. And we can't afford to call up Yana Perez. Yana Perez is a great goaltender. He won a national championship uh, with Quinnipiac. So, but, you know, he's not ready. And we signed a PTO to Yaroslav Halak. That didn't work out. He's probably not going to come back here. Arendelle is still on a PTO with the Hurricanes. I don't think he is. Really? Somebody said he took a, a PTO somewhere in like California. Oh, for the or... Ontario Rain. He plays for the Ontario Rain now. Is that uh, what it is? Los Angeles, uh, the Kings. Um, oh, okay. Affiliate. Okay. So if you were to make a move, you got to trade somebody. So, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about this. And and the conclusion I've kind of come to is, you know, if you get Kachekov back here within the next week or so, which, you know, could happen. I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe it's longer, but I would speculate that we may see him back. Maybe he misses two, three more games. I mean, we've got uh, we've got tomorrow night's game against L.A., Yep. And then I believe we have Austin on Tuesday. I think that's right. We have a back to back. Yeah. Let me let me pull this up here. I got you. Yeah. Oh no. No, 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 no. So we got LA. We got we got LA at home tomorrow night. Then we've got Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off. So we got three day break in there. Then we come back Friday night at home to play the Red Wings. Then a day off, then the wild, and then two more days off before we go to Boston. And that's your back to back between Boston and New Jersey. Yeah. So, I mean, Kochekov could miss maybe three more games, and mm-hmm. Ronta should be able to get us through that. Mm-hmm. You know, assuming that he stays healthy, assuming that he continues playing like he has, you know, he could play LA three days off, Detroit, one day off. Minnesota. And then Kachetkov could very well be back by next Wednesday night, the 24th, mm-hmm. to play at Boston. So um if that's the case, if that's what happens, I think you feel comfortable at this point with your two goaltenders up at the big club, right? Kachekov and Ranta. I think you feel mm-hmm. comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Here's my problem. Okay. We need somebody between Ranta and Peretz, right? 
where normally if we had an AHL affiliate, that's where that individual would be, if not two. Of course, I believe if we had an AHL affiliate, Peretz would be playing AHL, not ECHL, Correct. in my Correct. opinion. But I still think you need somebody. Like, I think that I think Peretz is your second goaltender if you had an AHL affiliate in the 100%. AHL. Mm-hmm. I think there needs to be somebody between Ronta and Peretz. Right. And I think if right. you find right. one of those individuals, I think you can feel comfortable moving forward with what you have. But we need somebody to call up in the event, like right now, in the event Kochetkov goes out or Ronta goes out, and you don't have to bring Yanni Peretz up and risk him having to take a game. Scott Darling. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You always do that. <laughs> so I don't know who that individual is, but you know, maybe you can get a trade for somebody like that without giving up a rostered player. Um, you know, maybe a prospect and a low pick or something for a solid AHL goaltender, kind of like Alex Lyon was two seasons ago. Yeah. You know, he was our goaltender in Chicago, but he could come up and be successful at the NHL level. Somebody like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I think I'm beyond saying that we need to trade to get a number one goaltender. I don't think we do. Um, I don't think we do either, especially maybe, the way Kuchekov is playing. You know, but that, you know, that still come back and bite you. Um, if they, well, if playing, yeah, but fine. we definitely need another goalie. Yeah, we do somewhere. But I don't think, I think Ronta is going to be, you know, Ronta is going to be on your roster. He's playing well. So Ronta is back to the Ronta we know. That's good. Kuchetkov. It's going. It's it's going to depend on how he plays when he comes back from this injury break. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, and it's very possible we we may not see Kochetkov until after all break. Right. I mean, it's a possibility. So what are you going to do between now and then? Ronta can't go every night unless you are okay as a coaching staff on putting Peretz on the ice. But I don't know. I don't think they want to play the guy. I mean, I don't Uh, know. Anyway, we'll see how that transpires. Um, Any last thoughts on that? No, here's the big thing. We're about to go into our midseason grades, but before we we do that, we are going to take a minute to hear from our sponsors. You're listening to Caniac Sessions. We know hockey games move fast. But with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. 
Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. We're back. We are back. AB, we have some mid-season grades to do. Yes, we do. So if you didn't hear our quarter season grades back in session 18 at the uh, quarter season mark, uh, you can go back and hear our grades there if you want to compare them to the grades we're about to give for midseason. If not, then uh, that's okay too. But we're going to walk you through midseason. So, you got to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, you do. All right. So. Today, again, today, as of January 14th, 2024, the Carolina Hurricanes have played 42 games, which is just one game past uh, the midseason point. Right. Currently, they are second place in the Metro Metropolitan Division uh, with 53 points. That's three points behind the division-leading New York Rangers. Uh, that is also second place in point percentage at – a 63.1% also just behind the Rangers. Uh, That is good for eighth place in the league. And currently the Carolina Hurricanes are sitting at a plus 19 goal differential. So very much improved over where they were uh, 21 games ago or so. Um, Overall, A.B., I've graded this team at a B plus. What okay. about you? I I say the same thing, like you said a couple of minutes ago. We would be at January or February and laugh about where we were, and they have really picked up the pace. The goaltending has been solid. We're scoring a lot more. Our defense has been really solid. So. I mean, that's all I can really say about the team. Hopefully, we can continue to do that because we're three points behind the Rangers for first place in the Metro. So, yeah. Yeah. So, just real quick before we continue going, you know, continuing these grades here. So, we are taking into account the entire season to this point. This is not just the second quarter of the season, this is from October through today. So, mm-hmm. you know, while I believe the team has been playing at an A level, for the past, you know, 20 games or so, or maybe 15, I have to, we are taking into account the full season. So even the rough start, but with that rough start, I think they've rebounded to a B plus, uh, and that mm-hmm. was your grade as well. Mm-hmm. So now we'll move on to the offense, right? So the offense as a whole, currently the team has scored 146 goals. That's good for fifth best in the league. Uh, I graded that an A minus. I think that fifth in the league in goals is pretty darn good, especially when you're competing with the you know teams like the Oilers and the Rangers and the Canucks who are just scoring in the masses. For us to be right there up there in that mix with the defensive style of hockey that we play, and you know, you could say that the Canes lack a natural goal scorer like some of these other teams have but mm-hmm. to be fifth and have everybody in this roster contributing to to the offense says something mm-hmm. so i've gone an a minus 
I, I said the same thing. Uh, the quarter grades, I would have said something completely different. But yeah, we're definitely picking up our game. You know, we're zone entries have been a big problem. It's no longer dump and chase. We're having clean zone entries. And uh, Svechnikov, who we'll talk about in a minute, is the Andre Svechnikov that you and I both know. For the sure. team has just been solid. The chemistry is really starting to starting to build up. So, yeah, I gave him an A minus as well. I mean, not a lot to complain about, but you know, hopefully, if we get to the third quarter season grades, there are that A plus. Yeah, I, and I was thinking about this when I was giving my grade for the offense. Like, it seems like most nights we're coming out. I mean, there's a lot of nights where we're coming out with five, six goals. Mm-hmm. You know, that's we're not used to that as Canes fans. I mean, we're used to I mean, we're used to wins, but we're used to these like two, one, three, two. You know, sometimes we'll jump up and get four goals with 40 shots on that. Right, right. But to be coming out like several nights where we where we got six goals. I mean, that's just not (laughs) we're just not used to that. So. All right, moving on to the defense. So currently the defense has allowed 127 goals on the season. Not quite as good. Uh, it's about midway. That's about 14th in the NHL. So, you know, kind of just above the halfway point. But, you know, I gave them a B- minus for defense. Um, again, this takes into account early in the season where we had all sorts of issues between the defense, the goaltending, you know, we were bleeding goals night in, night out. That has stopped. They've right, you know, they've righted the ship on that. Defense is playing at a high level now. Um, but I gave them a B minus. Um, that's better than my, I don't remember what I gave them at the quarter mark, but it was like a C maybe. Um, so they're trending up. They're playing very good defense right now. Very good team defense. Goaltending's helping. So. I expect that to keep driving upward, but B minus right now. I would say B minus as well for the fact that Burns had a slow start to the year and he is continuing to grow, not grow, but being the alpha male of our species, playing a lot better. Brady Shea has blown my expectations out of the water. Brett Pesci has had a couple really good games. Orloff and Chatfield, their pair has been so solid and underrated. Uh, We're not giving up as many goals, like you said. Uh, The penalty kill does need some work, but the defense is very solid. I hope, again, at the third uh, quarter mark that we'll be at uh, A- minus or an A, but yeah. Very solid B minus. Yep. All right, moving on to special teams. So special teams is broken down between the power play and the penalty kill. Uh, currently today at the midseason point, power play is ranked third overall in the entire NHL at 28.2%. Uh-huh. Now, if you take a smaller sample size, like since Christmas, mm-hmm. the power play is converting over 50%. Um, before the game against Pittsburgh, where we failed to score a power play goal, the power play scored in eight, cons- at least one goal in eight consecutive games. 
E freaking elite, AB. Elite? Elite. But taking the entire season into account, I gave them an A minus because they're third. They're third overall. That's for the whole season, 28.2%. We are not used to this as Canes fans. Um, I just hope that it continues on the for the rest of the season. I just and I don't see why it can't. Mm-hmm. Um, they just have to keep executing like they have. So mm-hmm. A minus uh for the power play and leave Brady Shea on that second unit. I think he's doing great. I gave him a B plus because if we looked at the past 10 games, obviously I would have gave him an A, but power play was struggling at the beginning of the year. Yes, they have ramped up and really played the best they have in a year is what it felt like on the power play. I, I can't give them an A- minus for the fact that it is a very short sample size. The past five games, I would give them an A+, but right now it's a B+. Even though we are third, I know we can do better. So hopefully, like I've said before, we move to the third quarter. If it continues the way it has been, it will move to an A or A+. We are third, I mean, by the tiebreaker. But we're Mm -hmm. technically tied in second with with the Rangers at 28.2. Who's first? Tampa Bay is first at 29.5. So, um, you know, we have moved in front of the Devils. So, yes. Um, I just think that's excellent. I hope that continues because we need that in the playoffs. If we have, if we have this power play in the playoffs, Hey, go ahead and take it to the bank. AB. Well, let's talk about penalty killing eight in the league. 83.2%. I gave him a B because, again, struggling. I think we both of us had it at like a around the D area. I put him at a B. What do you think they deserve? Yeah, I also have him at B. Um, at the quarter mark, I had him as a C and you had him as a D, but they have improved from 23rd to 8th. Wow. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I've got them at a B, again, taking the whole season to account and the rough start. But they have been on a tear lately, you know, limiting. I mean, I feel like most nights we we have very little, even very little shots or very little chances uh, on the power, on the other team's power play. So, um, yeah, penalty kill is returning to its elite status. I expect that number to continue to rise throughout the year. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's team grades. Let's get into the players. So we aren't going to spend too much time focusing on each player because we're going to do the whole roster. Uh, We're not going to break it down. We're going to do everybody. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, then we'll get up out of here. But starting at the top, our all-star, Sebastian Ajo. He's currently sitting with 15 goals, 33 assists, good for 48 points on the year. Um, this, I mean, if he stays at this pace, we're talking about 90 point pace here or more. 
I mean, mm-hmm. if he just increases his production just a little bit more, because, you know, he had a slow start. So if he continues just a little bit more than, than he's averaging now, we could see this guy get to 100 points, A.B. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave him an A. A-plus for me. Whenever I enter PNC Arena, something smells a little fishy. And, oh, no. Oh, no. And the way he plays, he has turned a 180 from where he was 25 games ago. Yeah. Sebastian Ajo is one of the best two-way centers in the NHL. Yeah. He's scoring. He's assisting. He's looking like the Sebastian Ajo that we know. And like you said, I mean, 50 points before 48. Well, hopefully, if he continues, 50 points before the All-Star break is pretty impressive. Yeah. So, uh, yes. Sebastian Ajo, again, is one of the best two-way centers in the NHL. And I had him at an A-plus from where he was at. Listen to this. Oh, and I'm just going to spend – I know I said I was going. We were going to go quick here, but listen to this. At the quarter season mark, he was at 17 points in 20. How elite he is in 21 games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's gone from 17 to 48 points. Right. Holy cow! Is that elite? E freaking elite, AB. Wow. Elite. So I gave him an A just because of his slow start. I didn't give him the plus. Um, maybe I should have, but I didn't. I think there's a little more that I think that he needs to just prove consistency. Uh, but he has been carrying this team on his back since the closed door meeting in what was that Vancouver after that? Uh, yeah, I believe trip. so. Yeah, he so. look that dude has been nose down focused carrying this team with him he's a leader he's a great leader this guy is i'm glad he's on our team um anyway seth jarvis okay love seth jarvis currently 15 goals 17 assists good for 32 points that's good also for second on this team okay in just his third year i also gave is over Say say that again. Sophomore slump is over. Oh yeah, it's been over. Uh, I gave him an A. He is second in points on the team, fifteen goals, which is tied with Aho for the lead on the team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he is plays in all situations. He does well in all situations. He's winning faceoffs. He's killing penalties. He's scoring power play goals. Just everything you can ask. And right. he's doing it at a whopping five foot ten, like a hundred and seventy some pounds, just out here taking dudes to the bank. And I love That's it. Right. So mm-hmm. A from me. I gave him an A minus because he hasn't been this kind of sounds a little bit controversial, but I believe that he hasn't been as good as you and I both know that he's capable of. I will say that he's blown my expectations out of the water. Seth Jarvis is e freaking elite. Oh, 
I can't give him an A plus because he hasn't really had such a high turnaround like Sebastian Ajo has. Uh, but Seth Jarvis again a staple in this team, so that's why he's an A minus for me. I I don't really give a lot of A minuses out that much. So yeah, that, that's yeah, kind of that's kind of my thing. Yeah, I. Uh... I think he's been very consistent this year. I think I just love the guy. Love Seth Jarvis. All right. I know you moving do. on. Tavo Teravinen. Turbo time. I'm getting charged up. <laughs> oh, boy, AB. <laughs> Man, you're just full of them tonight. That's so, right. Turbo is sitting currently 14 goals, 11 assists, good for 25 points. AB, I gave him a C plus. Uh, he has cooled off from his hot, hot start. He's gone. He went through a stretch here lately where he was not producing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, he's still playing a, you know, a solid, complete game. He still pitches in on offense. Um, you know, he's very good defensive forward. Uh, he is a big part of that SAT line that is together now and producing, building chemistry. So he's playing well. Um, yep. A lot better yep. than last season, but I need mm-hmm. ta- I need Teravainen to score more. I need more assists. I need you know, even on Aho and Svechnikov's tear over the last you know couple weeks, he's st- yep. Teravainen's still not really scoring a lot. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know he's cooled off a little bit. I expect him to pick it back up, but for the whole season, I've given him a C plus. I agree with you, but I'll say a B minus because I love getting charged up. And, you know, Teva Teravainen has exceeded my expectations. So, I mean, yeah, he's cooled off a little bit. And, you know, that's not every single player besides Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, da, 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 da. you know, they can't always be consistent. Yeah. Teva Teravainen. Great player. He's shooting the puck a lot more, but there are still some times where he makes that extra pass when yeah. it shouldn't be that way. So yeah, B minus for me, 14 goals is very impressive. So B minus for me. What about what about KK? Yeah, yes, Barry Coke Kenyami. So currently nine goals, nine assists for 18 points. You know. KK has also kind of been in a slump. Uh, he is currently so at the at the quarter season point, he had seven goals, seven assists for fourteen points. In the last twenty one games, two goals, two assists uh, for eight. You know, to for four points. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some of this, you know, he's had a bunch of different line mates. You know, up and down, some injuries. Well, you know, uh, Natchez has been out. It does. It happens. Natchez has been out. He lost Fetchnikov up to the top line with Aho. So, you know, I mean, you know, there there was a point in time where KK was playing wings for a few games. Um, you know, and even though I took all that to into account, I gave the guy a C. Um, he has been just I just feel like he's been below average. He's not playing up to his ability. I think there's more there. He started off great, uh, but, you know, he played really well from about 
I don't know, January of 2023, right before the um, outdoor game, the stadium series. He mm-hmm. played really well from January through the end of that season and then started off, you know, picked up right where he left off in October at the start of this season. But since, like, really since game 20, since Ajo's been going on his tear, you know, KK hasn't really been contributing much. So, see. Okay. Okay. You know, that's a very good thing. I originally thought about it and I was like, eh, you know, he may be uh, a B minus, but uh, Kokaniemi, the way he was playing at the start, he was an A player for me. But when I watch the games and when I'm at the games, he's not noticeable. And it seems like Rod is not playing him as much. So. He needs to, you know, kind of get with the program. Yeah. Because we know Gasperi Kokaniemi can get hot. And when he has the ability to play more minutes, you know, he can score. Again, nine goals, nine assists, 18 points. However, he's been very radio silent. And that's why I put him into C plus because I originally had him in a really good grade. Yes, he has a lot of potential, but the way that he's been playing the past couple of games made me put him at a C plus. All right, Martin Natchez. Currently currently nine goals, 17 assists, good for 26 points. Uh, I gave him a B minus. Uh, Natchez has potential that he hasn't reached yet. We've seen it. We saw it last year. Um, he is well off of his 70-point pace that he reached last season as our leading scorer. Yes, he's been injured now for the last week or so, but um, Natchez has got to be higher than a 50-point player. He just does. Uh, B minus. B plus for me. And the reason why is because for those of you who listen or watch NBA basketball, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, they're clutch. In overtime, Marty Natchez is clutch. E freaking leaked. Yeah. What do you mean? I don't know why you okay, whatever. Look, anyway, those three basketball players that you named are also the leading scorers on their teams. Not only are they clutch, and, well, but they are also we're, we're we're talking about overtime. We're talking about overtime right now. Okay, well so, how many no, games my are... turn. My turn. All right. All right, we won't debate this. That's fine. <laughs> B minus for me, B plus for you. That's <laughs> B plus for me. Marty Natchez again hasn't hit his ceiling. Last year, he was a A player, A minus, but he definitely has room to improve. And again, the injury has definitely slowed the momentum. So, B plus for me. All right, that's fair. Um, All right, but we're going to yell the. the, Should I yell this first one that we're getting ready to announce? No, hold on. Maybe a little. Ah. No, not this time. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We got to pick up the pace a little bit, though. All right, let's Um, pick it up. All right. Well, after this guy, we're going to talk a little bit 
in depth about this guy, and then we'll pick okay, up. Okay, okay. Andre Svechnikov, 10 goals, 18 assists for 28 points compared to his one goal, eight assists for nine points at the quarter season mark. He's turned it up. He's the Andre Svechnikov that we know and love and rely on night in, night out. Trending up on a tear right now. Um, in my opinion, should be an all-star, even though uh, he's only got 28 points. That whole points. system is rigged. It really is. Yeah, we, we, we'll we save that for another time. Mm-hmm. But uh, I gave him a B. He did come off of a, a slow start uh, because, you know, the injury, coming back from the injury. But, yeah, he's rebounded. He is exactly who he is supposed to be. So he's got a B from me. Um, and I expect that to be a lot higher by the end of the season. Well, I will – Scream from the mountaintops, but obviously I'm not going to make everybody's ears bleed. Mr. Svechnikov came back from a torn ACL, was not playing well, and then all of a sudden, like we talked about with Shane Willis, that one goal, and then he turned it on. A- minus for me because, you know, he didn't play for the first couple of games, and he's at 28 points. E freaking elite, yeah. A minus for me. All right, all right. Now pace is going to be picked up. Jordan Stahl, five goals, eight assists for thirteen points, centering that shutdown line mm-hmm. uh, that now now has Seth Jarvis playing on it. And might I add that that is exactly where he needs to be playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, gave Jordo a B. Um, he is the same old Jordan Stahl, night in, night out. Uh, the scoring lacks a little bit, so I can't really give him an A, but B. B minus. Again, Jordan Stahl, great leader. Face off, solid. However, a little bit slower than he was before. And, you know, not where I wanted him to be, so B minus. All right, Jesper Faust. Four goals, seven assists, 11 points. Again, you always know what you're going to get out of Jesper Faust. Night in, night out, he's the same guy every time he steps on that ice. Um, But he's 11 points, which, you know, you need to score more, especially that line, which they have as of late. But, you know, Faust hasn't been on that line. You know, he was injured for a while, and now he's, you know, been displaced by Seth Jarvis, and he's playing with different line mates. But, uh, I gave him a B. I gave him a C plus. Uh, like you said, the injury and not where I want him to be. But I do like him on the fourth line. I like Jarvis on the third line. So C plus for me. All right. Oops. All right. Jordan Martinuk. Marty Barney. Four goals. Nine assists for 13 points. Again, you know what you're getting out of this guy every night he steps on the ice. Right. Well, I mean, until he surprises you and and scores some <laughs> sweet goals and some nice pa- – I mean, you know, you don't always expect the, the skill out of Martin Hook. But every now and then he'll jump up and surprise you. Right. Uh, but I gave him a B. C-plus. I expect him to be a little bit more consistent. Um, not super consistent, like you know, obviously our star players, but 
defense, in my opinion, has been lacking for him offensively. You know, it's a lot of dump and chase for him, so that's why I gave him the C plus. All right, moving on to that's is the big one. Yeah, probably the most improved player on this entire roster, um, who has really been someone I've loved watching over the last several weeks, Jack Drury, who has mm-hmm. totally made me eat my words, smacked me in the face, told me I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. Seven goals, 11 assists, 18 points, which are all even career highs for him, and we're halfway through the season. But he got a B from me, and that, I will add, is up from the horrendous D I gave him at the uh, the quarter mark. So he's got a B. Keep keep it up, Jack. You're making us proud. Uh, love watching you. He was a D minus for me originally because I was kind of over the Jack Drury experience. But he, I think he listens to the podcast. And my goodness, he has been on a tear. Jack Drury is playing phenomenal in the past couple of games. But since yep. he had a D minus for me, uh, you know, it's a B for me. But again, Jack Drury, I would love to keep him in Carolina the way that he's playing right now. All right. Next is one of my favorite players this season and a guy that needs to be re-signed mm-hmm. immediately. Needs to be here longer than just this season. Stefan mm-hmm. Nason, 11 goals, 11 hard working goals. 14 assists, good for 25 points. He's got an A from me. This guy exceeds what he has to be. He exceeds what this team has asked him to be. Um, He scores some dirty goals. He does not mind getting into the dirty areas, getting physical. Steph Nason is everything you need him or could even want him to be. He's got an A from me. A minus. Stephen Nason is so underrated. I don't understand why teams have passed up on him and i mean you and i have both talked about and fans of the hurricanes have seen i think he scored like 40 something goals in the ahl yeah yeah that really tells you how good he is and the way he fits on this team is picture perfect rod likes him the fan base likes him nason needs to stay with carolina in my opinion, for the rest of his career. So <laughs> A minus A minus for me, because again, like I said before, A and A plus is very, very hard to get from me. Yeah, same. All right. Uh we've got two more forwards to do, then we're gonna hit the defense. I so, don't agree with this next one that you put. You, I don't care what you agree with. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, anyway. Are you? Uh to be determined. All right. Michael <laughs> <laughs> Michael Bunting. Uh, nine goals, 18 assists for 27 points. Um, he has been pretty consistent, in my opinion. Um, but I think he's improved a little since the quarter season mark. So I bumped him up a bit to a B. I completely disagree. With everything that you have just said. Oh, you don't think he's improved? No. He has improved tremendously. So then you don't disagree with everything I just said? You said he's improved. I said he's well, he improved has. tremendously. Well, so you're just throwing words around. 
I'm not throwing where. Let me talk for a second. Go ahead. Michael Bunting deserves more minutes than he is playing right now. Michael Bunting was brought in for a reason in the dirty areas to get under people's skin. And, I mean, the guy has 27 points. I think that's fourth on our roster. So, Michael Bunting definitely deserves to be on the second line and get more than 11 minutes a game because this guy is tremendous. He fits really well into Rod's system, and if he scored a little bit more into 30, I would give him an A. But Michael Bunting needs to play more. This guy is awesome. I love Michael Bunting. A-minus for me. Hey, look, I'm you. You say you disagree with everything I just said, but like I don't think we're too far off. I think he's great too. I just don't. You gave him a B. I well, a B is not bad. A B. <laughs> What's wrong with a B? B's. What well, I mean, the A is a lot better. Okay, but look, Michael. Bunting, There's a reason why I have an A first in my name. Listen, I <laughs> agree that Michael Bunting should be playing more minutes. Okay, I said, how many would you say? Well, I think his line needs to be playing more minutes. Look, when it was when it was him, Bunting, and Nason on a line, I think him, they Bunting, need... and Nason. That there. I mean, those oh are Lord. two people. Okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> when him, Drury, and Nason are playing the same line, that is that line has the potential. To, I mean, that's that could be our second line. Yeah. I agree. I think I think they I think those three play well together. I think mm-hmm. Bunting and Nason, I mean, those guys are both very physical. I mean, they are like in the dirty areas, dirty goals around the blue paint. Like those two guys are so I feel like they, they could be so good together and, and play with Jack Drury. I, I just think that Rod needs to increase their minutes. I think the KK line, I don't think, you know, any of those guys have been, you know, even Natchez. I, I don't think that they are playing up to their abilities. I think you decrease their minutes. KK, Natchez, and whoever else happens to be playing that line. And that, uh, you know, I mean, I, you can put Foss there with them. I don't know. but um, Or, you know, you could make the argument that Bunting needs to play up there with Natchez and KK, and then Foss would slide in with Nason. But either way, you know, if you're going to play the Yami line more minutes, then put Bunting up there. If, but I believe that he should play with Drury, and I think you need to increase those minutes because I think Jack Drury is even playing more than K, better than KK. I know we're going off here on a, on a random – we're kind of getting away from our grades here, but I just had to get that point in there real quick. Yeah, Brendan Lemieux, last forward, two goals, one assist, three points. I love the feistiness of Brendan Lemieux, and, you know, when he's played, he's been pretty consistent, So, but not – the way that I think he's capable of. So I gave him a C minus. I went with a C plus because, you know, he's just a, I mean, he's a solid option on that fourth line. I think he's a great fourth liner. I think he, uh, he knows what his role is and he, and that's the role he plays. And he throws in a little bit of offense too. Um, yeah. Loved his fight the other night um, against Anaheim st- sticking up for uh, that boarding penalty. His on- mauling, not fight. Correct. Accurate. So, yeah, I love that out of him. Uh, but C-plus for me, you know, he's been scratched plenty. He is our um, 
13th forward, and he's only got three points. So C Fire off on defense. Here we go. Jacob Slavin, four goals, 15 assists, good for 19 points. Uh, he's got an A- minus from me. I think in the beginning of the season, he was not the Jacob Slavin that we're used to seeing. So I docked him a little bit for that, but he, um, you know, he rebounded nice and he is playing like Jacob Slavin. So a A best, a best defensive defenseman in the NHL. And he is on a roll with 19 points. So a for me. All right, Brent Burns. Try again. What? Try again. Try what again? It's not Brent Burns. Oh, sorry. The alpha male of our species. That's right. <laughs> Brent Burns. I was like, what did I say wrong? Eight goals, <laughs> 16 assists, good for 24 points. Uh, gave him a B plus due to his slow start also this season, but he has rebounded nicely. He's had a stretch in the last few weeks that are elite Brent Burns hockey, but docked him a little bit for the beginning, so B plus. A minus for me. That beard has two yellow eyes in it, and it scares the opponent. Oh. Eight goals, 16 assists, 24 points. Fred Burns, A minus. He could play for five more years if he wanted to. I saw a, uh, I don't remember where this was at, but it was like an early Norris ranking or whatever, and somebody had him like uh, eighth. Okay. But, you know. If you put Brent Burns on a Norris watch list at eighth, then you got to have this next guy there too, in my opinion. I agree. Brady Shea, seven goals, 18 assists, good for 25 points. <laughs> you saw what I just did there? Yeah. <laughs> so um, I originally had him down for, but I just changed my grade on our little note sheet here because I don't know what I was thinking. Hey, I've done it before. I uh, I gave Brady Shea an A. I think he's been our most consistent defenseman from game one. Uh, he currently leads our entire defense in points. He's got seven, a goal, seven goals, 18 assists for 25 points, and I believe that's like tied for fourth on the team, maybe mm-hmm. fifth. Um, so I gave him an A. Brady Shea, get this guy a contract. He needs to be a cane. He's part of this core. Let's go. A minus for me. I mean, this guy is so good. His scoring ability, and he's improved on defense. Uh, Brady Shea needs to have a contract for four to five years. This guy is so good. A minus. Yes. All right. Moving on to Brett Pesci. Brett Pesci currently sits at three goals, four assists for seven points. He had two goals last night, the overtime winner. Um, but, you know, he's been, you know, he's had his ups, ups and downs uh, this season. I think he's been playing better as of late. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I don't know where this contract situation stands. I don't know if he's still a trade piece for this organization or not. Either way, uh, I've given him a B minus. I think he can be better. I think he can score a little more. C-plus for me because the inconsistency. He's not going to sign here in Carolina. I do think he's a trade piece. So, yes, he had a great game last night at the time of recording. 
two goals. It was nice to see him get two goals, but I can't, I can't give him above a C plus for the fact that he's been struggling, and you know, I, I just can't trust to put him over a C plus. Yeah. All right, another guy who you could argue that is probably. He's probably another guy that you could say is most improved. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't take that title away from Jack Drury at this point, but if there was a second place, it would be this guy, Dmitry Orlov. He currently sits at two goals, 13 assists for 15 points. Um, I gave him a B. I think Chatfield is the, the, the partner that he needs to play with. Um, I think that those two are great together. Orlov has figured out this system he's playing it well he is um denying plenty of offense he still makes a mistake here and there mm-hmm. um but you know when you play his style you know mistakes are going to happen but you know they're rare i think he's doing great love having him here i know a lot of people are calling for his trade they don't like his contract i disagree um or needs to be on this roster come playoff time and he will help you so B for me, he is, when I looked at his points and some of his stats, blew me out of the water. Dmitry Orlov and Jalen Chatfield, that pairing is solid. Mm-hmm. Dmitry Orlov is still getting a lot of minutes with his contract, and that just shows the trust that Rod has with that pairing. And Dmitry Orlov's stats will sneak up on you, even though, you know, a, a defenseman like Orlov are not going to score, you know, 50, 40 points. But come playoff time, he's going to be solid because last year when he was in Boston in seven games, I think he had like eight points. So, yeah. and you have the experience there. So, Demetri Orloff, he is definitely, in my opinion, living up to his contract. So, I, I gave him a B as well. Yeah. I mean, I still continue to think that his contract is, I think he makes too much. But, you know, like we've talked about before, there's a lot of flexibility in his contract, no trade protection. It's only two years. Um, it is what it is. He's here. I don't care what he's getting paid. He needs to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Next, Tony D'Angelo. Uh, he's currently at two goals, seven assists for nine points. He hasn't played in weeks, yeah. uh, other than a couple nights where he went 11 seven with some injuries. But even then, he was limited to less than four minutes of ice right. time per night. Mm-hmm. Um, just look. I've I've been a fan of Tony D'Angelo. I liked him when he was here two years ago and what he brought to this team and, and the successes that he had. And in my opinion, we do not have that same guy this year. He's just not. Um, I don't know why. I don't know if he never found his groove. I don't know if this, you know, how deep this defensive group is has has contributed to that, but he's he's just cooked, man. Um he comes into the game. He's standing around. He's watched. He's puck watching. He's not. I just don't see a lot of effort from him. And and his, his offensive bil- uh, offensive ability that we always talk about and we wait to keep seeing and that we were excited about isn't really there. Um, you know, the power play has taken off and done great things and skyrocketed to the top of the NHL mm-hmm. without him. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I gave him a D minus. I don't think it's an F. 
you know, I don't think it's been that. I mean, I mean, so some, some people would probably argue for an F, but I gave him a D minus, um, but falling fast. C minus for me. I, I really like Tony D'Angelo, like you said. He hasn't really had a big sample size, but when he has played, you know, defensively, yes, there have been a lot of errors. I will say that, but offensively on the power play, it's very smooth when he's out on the ice. And Tony D'Angelo, I really like so much. And I do think that you keep him when Brett Pesci moves on. That's my opinion because I know what he is capable of. Has he lived up to the play that he did two years ago? Absolutely not. Do I think he can? Yes. But Jalen Chatfield and Dmitry Orloff, you don't mess with that pair. They're playing so very well. But I can't give D'Angelo a D minus D, D plus because of the way he is offensively, his speed and his work on the power play. All right. Um, I, just real quick, I think there's zero chance we see him back next year. Um, um, he's got to go. He's got to go. I think. I think Chatfield moves up to your top four, and I think you bring in. Uh, you let I Pesci say, go. I say I think, put D'Angelo on the bot on the uh, on the uh, last. The third pair. Yeah. With who? Orlov. Oh no, Orloff needs to move up there with Chatfield. No, I think, I think you keep Shea. I think uh I think you find Shea a new partner. Why don't we put Yanef Peretz on the third line? That'll well, solve play. all of our problems. Well, even if you did that, he'd still play better defense than Tony D'Angelo. So Ooh. well, what about offensively? <laughs> anyway. All right, moving All right. on. Jalen Chatfield, Jaylen, yeah, yeah. Jalen Chatfield currently at four goals, seven assists, eleven points. I gave him an A minus. Jalen Chatfield uh, is man, so good. He is so good defensively on such a good deal. Um, we need to get him resigned. He needs to be a part of this organization for a long time. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, in my book. He is a top four defenseman playing on our bottom pair. And I gave him an A minus just because his point production could be a little more. Um, of course, that's four goals, seven assists halfway through the season. That's pretty, I mean, that's pretty solid defensive, you know, for a defenseman. But, you know, A minus. So I just changed, I just changed my grading if you didn't <laughs> just see. Uh, defensively, he would be in an A, but, you know, I like to look at both sides as well as you do. Uh, defensively, he is shut down. He is so good with Orloff. I expect a little bit more out of him. I do think he is a A minus kind of player, B plus. But you know, with the offensive, you know, stuff, and that's no, you know, nothing on him. But you know, I, I know that he is capable of doing a lot better. So that's why I gave him a B. Okay. All right, so now, yeah, we got two goalies, and then uh, we're done. So let's start with Piotr Kachekov, right? He's been our guy here lately until he just went out with his injury. But everybody um, loves Pooch. 
I I do oh, not care. Get, I don't you care. Canceled. You about to get canceled, AB. I do not care. <laughs> if Rod calls him oh. that, then it is fair game. I no, I agree. I agree. Um, I may or may not get in on the the cooch chance whenever he makes a save. I think that's that's you fun. You just said it. <laughs> All right. So currently, uh, Kachetkov sitting at two point five eight goals against average, a nine hundred save percentage through twenty three games. He is eleven seven and three on the season. Um, after his rough start, of course, the entire team's rough start. You know, there was a chance. There was there was a period of time when we were questioning our entire goaltending. That's right. Everything, right? Um, he's kind of picked that up and fixed it. I gave him a B plus at this point. Uh, I think his numbers could be better. Uh, he started off, you know, just like our other, you know, just like Ronta, just abysmal. <laughs> I mean, that's for just being honest. But he's really bounced back. He's had a great several weeks um, playing at a very, very, very high level. He's probably been one of the top five goaltenders in the entire league over the past, you know, month. So uh, I've given, given him a B plus, and that's up from, um, I believe, I, get, I believe I gave him a B minus halfway at, at the quarter point just because he'd only played a few games, and I didn't really fault him for a lot of the defensive lapses that this team had so uh i gave him a b plus this time man i love cooch he's such a solid goaltender when he is on and he's been playing so well these past couple of games unfortunate that he got hurt and is in concussion protocol man if he keeps playing the way he's playing he's gonna be an a a plus goaltender it's such a, at such a young age you don't see the athletic ability and the focus and the positioning and the stick work and the glove work, blocker work that he has. The numbers don't do justice to how great this guy is. I gave him a B plus, but I do think he is capable of a higher grade. Yeah. And like I said, I really hope he returns and just picks right up where he left off. All right, Auntie Ranta. Uh, we know he was waived and put through waivers. He cleared. He was sent down to Chicago for three games to kind of find himself. Um, he's had a really good rebound here since he's been back uh, with Carolina. But on the season, he's still got some rough numbers. He's at 3.18 goals against average. For an 871 save percentage. That's 18 games played. And he's got a 9-5 and 2 record, uh, which, you know, his, his record's still solid. But you know, his numbers are 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 rough. He had a really bad, you know, stretch of games there where he was bleeding goals, just couldn't stop, you know, a beach ball. Um, so for the season, I gave him a C. It's trending up. You know, I hope he continues to play like he has these last couple games. It's a C minus for me because I know Baranta has had a very tough start and I really didn't expect for him to be put on waivers, but the way he was playing, I completely understand. I do think that we need a goaltender. I do think Ranta has played better in his past two games, but 
He's a C minus for me. However, I do think that he is capable of a C plus B minus. But thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you haven't already, please follow, like, subscribe, share. You can follow us on any platform at Kaniac Sessions. You can follow me on X at AB Kaniac Session. And you can follow Griff on X at M underscore Griff 10. Thank you so much for listening. We have a lot of stuff in store. So we will see you in session 26. Bye. Thanks for listening to Kaniac Sessions. To stay up to date on all Kane's news or to interact with Griff and AB, please follow us on X, Instagram, or Facebook at Kaniac Sessions. Let's go Kane. Let's go Kane.